talk all things firearm and Second Amendment related here on the Shooting Straight podcast on iHeartRadio. I am your oh-so-gracious and huggable, lovable, squeezable host, Royce Bartlett, reeking of gunshot residue, toxic masculinity, and an ever-so-faint whiff of the cologne of my people, Hops Number 9. Got a great program lined up for you here and a very special guest. Many of you that used to listen to the live program on WMMB and have now switched to the podcast know the godfather of the Dirty Hippie Mafia himself. That would be Mr. Rockin' Rod Rao. Welcome to the program, brother. This is kind of cool. Appreciate um Appreciate the opportunity to be on this. This is going to be neat. Oh, absolutely. Plus, um, really no need to have a red button since you're going to behave yourself. <coughs> um, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I'll behave myself when you get a thesaurus on your introduction regarding yourself. A thesaurus? Okay. Yes. It's kind of like a dictionary. Oh, I thought it was like something on the dinosaur or something. Well, well, yeah, it kind of is. I was just kind of... <laughs> hey, buddy, how you been, man? It's been too long since we saw each it's other. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Those of you that don't that don't know who Rock and Rod Rao is, he is a licensed gun dealer. He works the gun show circuit, but don't, you don't have to wait for the gun show to talk to the big man. You can give him a call at any time at 561-445-0429, especially you've got firearms for sale. He'll come to you and bring you what? I bring cash. Cash. That's... Bring cash money on the head. On the barrel head, you got some old firearms that you'd like to get rid of and maybe uh, trade up to something nicer. Give Rock and Rod Row a call at 561-445-0429. When's the next Melbourne Gun Show? Um, into this month. Into this month. All yes, right, sir. I'll definitely come out there and hang out. We'll we'll do a podcast out there at the uh, at the gun show. I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's going to be a you know what load of fun. Uh, yes, sir. I can't get fined. I can actually relax and almost talk like I normally do in real life. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I do not make enough money to cover the fines that would go with my stream of consciousness. So, Meaning we were live on, on the air still uh, because yeah, it was pretty hefty fines they had tacked onto those things. I think it was like $350,000 per utterance. Yeah, uh, I was running about, what, three and a half, four million a week? Yeah, if, if, if without the red button, you'd have broke us all, that's for sure. But it'll be cool because I can just talk more like I do in real life on this, so... I will be, I'll tone it down. I mean, you're. I appreciate it. Any filters at all, that'd be great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's what's known as a leap of faith. Oh, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> well, I got faith in you, Rocket Rod. I will try my best. All right. Well, the last week's podcast, or the last podcast that you heard, I was talking about something I've said many times before on the air, and that is the, the uh, Democrat <laughs> Communist Party is doing a lot, uh, pretty much the same thing King George and his troops were doing at uh, Lexington and Concord when they sparked the Revolutionary War by trying to confiscate arms 
and they were also trying to cut off production at the source. And that's pretty much what's happening today too, Rod. They're trying to cut off production. I spoke in the last podcast about Mexico is actually being uh, goaded uh, and, and, and in, what should I say, uh, bolstered by the Brady campaign uh, to sue American gun manufacturers, Mexico. And so we've got an, an American gun violence policy group, as they call themselves, where they're nothing but a... You know, they're a, uh, an infringement group, and they are teamed up with Mexico to try to sue gun manufacturers into the poorhouse to where they can't produce firearms anymore. And I said before that this is not just a bunch of uh, misguided ne'er-do-wells who are just ignorant of, th- of uh, all things Second Amendment and common sense. It, this is a concerted effort to shut off guns at the source so that the American conservative people cannot access them. I've got a, a statement from a guy named Michael Cogbill. He's the organizer for the Philadelphia Council of the AFL-CIO Political Action Chair for the Pennsylvania NAACP, and he says this, and this kind of uh, proves what we've been talking about. He said, it's far past time that GVP groups, that's gun violence policy groups, legislators and anti-gun lobbyists stop playing nice with gun owners and manufacturers. Uh, did you catch that? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a shotgun attack. Well, not only that, who are they aiming this at? Yeah. It's not the criminals, and we've said this a hundred times before. All of their actions are aimed at lawful gun owners and lawful gun manufacturers. This is not an accident. This is not misguided efforts on their part. They're not stupid, so don't, you know. No, don't, they are not. No, they, they know what they're doing. They very well know what they're doing. You know what's a kick on this, Royce? Hmm. Mexico. They're going to they're going to the to, to Mexico and asking them to kick in on this. Now Mexico is run by drug cartels. Drug cartels have an unbelievable amount of firearms. So if you think about it and you take it to a stupid extreme, which is not a stupid extreme, our president is going to the drug cartels and saying, "We're cool with you having guns because you got enough money to buy them all. If we outlawed them and, and people were stupid enough to give them up and sell them or whatever, mm-hmm. we're we're going to let y'all keep them." Say what? Well, that's pretty much what's going on because Mexico is talking about suing our gun manufacturers here within the states. Right. Now, who benefits from that in Mexico? Oh, well, the, the, the drug, drug cartels. cartels. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know his boy had a minor problem with narcotics in his past, mm-hmm. like around, I don't know, what, 605 probably, and it's 610 <laughs> now. Um, but I don't know that to be true. But this, this is some of the crap people don't take the time to stop for a moment and look at. Yep. It's and it's it's obvious. It's blatant. Yep. It's a propaganda wing. I'm sick to death of referring to these people as anything other than flipping communists because they are. Well, the Democrat Party is communist. The Republican Party is socialist. Mm-hmm. Let's just cut through the BS and let's call this what it is. And this, what, what do they call themselves? Gun violent prevention. Uh, gun violence policy groups, which is a is a whitewash term for flaming communists. Right? Uh, Should it be gun violence proliferation groups? Uh, because that's all they're doing. Well, pretty much. They're making people run out and buy more guns and more ammo because they know what they're trying to do. We're, yes. not, we're not stupid either. We, no. we know how to read the tea leaves. And, Dude, um, we grow the tea. Yeah, it says, a potential answer is to go big and push for a blockade on the production and import of firearms for at least the next 20 years. Wow. <laughs> so they're outright admitting 
what they're trying to do. This is not a bunch of goody-goody two-shoe people who are trying to virtue signal and say, we're trying to save lives. No, they're not. They're trying to disarm you, disarm me, and disarm Rod. That is, if you're a conservative, if you're a member of a Mexican drug cartel, no problem, you can keep your guns. If you're a bunch of Antifa pukes and a bunch of the uh, Black Lives Matter Marxist group, uh, no problem with you being armed and wrecking American cities and burning them to the ground. That's okay. But you conservatives, no, we don't want you guys owning guns. Now, you can try to, you can try to tell me that I'm uh, being hyperbolic here. Uh, good luck proving it to me. And actually, I got far more ev evidence on my side uh, than you do if you think I'm just, you know, being silly here. I am certainly not being silly here. I've, I've got the evidence, and there's part of it right there. So... Um, but I've got a question for the, the Mexican government who is suing American gun manufacturers, of course, with the assistance of the Brady Group, uh, and allegedly that because of all the violence that plagues their country, which they are blaming on the gun manufacturers. They're saying that those guns are the source of the evil in their country. Well, if that's the case then why isn't the United States suffering the same issues right now? Because after all, we're kind of flooded with guns too. Yeah, there's at least 120 million of us here in the United States that are armed, most of us very well armed. So how come we're not experiencing the same problem? Maybe it's because we're not selling dope. We're not selling dope. We have morals. We're not driven by the love of money. Mm -hmm. We are not a corrupt world power organization. This could go on for a while. Yeah. It's, um, the, the, something that's really kicking me on this one too. And you sent me some cliff notes last night and I'm going through and all I kept thinking was there, the, there's another radio show who did not buy advertising from you. So I will not promote them, mm -hmm. but I've spoken with that host on a number of occasions. And the, the communist movement in this country and the people that want to take the United States down both here and in other nations, they don't even try to couch it anymore. No, they don't. They're not trying to hide it anymore. Nope. They're not hiding behind it. They're not using big or small words. They're just flat out saying, look, this is what we want to do. Right. This is what we intend on doing. And as you know, I have a cousin, which my wife's cousin, lives up in New York. And yesterday when Cuomo resigned, I was like, you, you got to be you gotta be kidding me. Well, why? And I jokingly said, what, was he progressive enough? <laughs> and he went, that's one of the theories being kicked around. Now, stop and think about what's going on in the city, the city New oh, York yeah. City and the state of New York. They have basically told everybody they don't want anything to do with anybody from the outside. If you come here, you're going to do it on our terms. We're going to tell you exactly what you can do, what you can't do. Yep. You are powerless to fight back against us. By the way, the violence on our streets has gotten so bad. Even New Yorkers are like, no, nah, I, mean, I ain't doing this crap anymore. Yeah. Well, they're, and, leaving, they're leaving there in droves. I know that. Oh, little roaches. And they're just, you know, they keep showing up in the South. And as long as they leave the politics up, up, up North, I can totally deal with it. But that's another story for another day. But yeah. it's, this is not, this is, this, this is not a covert thing that they're doing now. It's not covert they at all. They have declared <clears throat> war on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yes. They have decided that they've got enough people that believe that they these people, the people they've recruited, believe 100% on the freaking government is responsible for everything. 
They have no desire to be free and independent. Right. They are willing to give up anything mm-hmm. in terms of their personal liberty, their wealth, you know, go, th- go through the list on some of this stuff, to fall in lockstep with people that view them with total and utter contempt. Yep. They're cannon fodder, and They're they don't useful even idiots. realize it. Yep. And the farther up you go in the food chain with liberals, it, it, gets, it gets rather interesting because I know a number of them. I speak with them on a regular basis. No, you're enemy. <laughs> the, the, the higher up the food chain they go, the more educated they are, the more aloof they become. It took me a while to realize that I'm talking to a couple of them, and they lost their minds on something simple like, you know, a gun is an inanimate object. A gun can't do anything. A person can. You know, it's verbs, nouns, hello. And the ones that, are, that, that think they're up near the top of it, that are out there recruiting all these idiots. Mm-hmm. Stirring them on. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, they seem to have this concept in their mind that they're going to survive the purge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you do realize that if you people actually succeed enough, when you don't come through enough disarming a bunch of us, et cetera, your masters are going to kill you yeah. because you think you're like They tier don't understand three. communism and communists. They don't understand it at all. But they need to move to Cuba so they can really taste what it's really all about, especially right now oh, yeah. with what's going on with the Black Berets in the street out there snatching people off the street and dragging them away to never, never to be seen again. Yep. They're doing it again in broad daylight now. They're doing it to make an example of them, and that's what they want here. I've said this before, I said it when I had Luis Valdez on the program a couple of weeks ago, that it's, it's really sad that people in Cuba want the freedom that we have in the, in the United States, and people, in, stupid idiots in the United States, want the totalitarianism that's going on in Cuba. And it's like, really, people, come on, grow a brain. Uh, so many people have the IQ of a boiled cabbage. We've got to take a quick, uh, quick break, for a sponsor break. One of the sponsors of this uh, podcast is the American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville, 6350 Horizon Drive. Uh, they got a great museum and shooting center. They've got handgun and machine gun rentals at the shooting center. You've got 24 shooting positions. You've got two shooting bays. You can go out there and have yourself, a, pardon the pun, a blast at the American uh, Police Hall of Fame Museum and Shooting Center. Check out the museum while you're there. They've got a lot of memorabilia from the police profession from years gone by and modern days, too. While you're there, uh, make a donation for some of the projects they've got going out there. They've got the Eternal Flame and the U.S. Walk of Heroes, where you can actually have a brick etched with the name of one of your loved ones who was in the law enforcement profession, and you can sponsor the construction of this fine monument to all the great men and women who serve our country in the police profession. The American Police Hall of Fame. Check them out at aphf.org. We were saying, Rod, that this is the... I've told people before, don't you underestimate these communists. They're not stupid. And they better not underestimate us because we're not stupid either. And they know good and well every time they start trying to pass gun control laws and more and more serious ones that they create a buying surge amongst conservatives. And also amongst uh, even people in the middle of the road politically and even in the liberal end of things, they'll start buying up guns. Um, I, I yes, they did. <laughs> oh, yeah, they sure did. And you know that being a, a gun dealer yourself. But 
People have told me, Royce, you're just being a little bit ridiculous because nobody wants to ban all semi-automatic guns. They just want to uh, ban the AR-15s and the AK-47s. You hang around with some dumbass people then, dude. No, not hang around. I'm talking to them, unfortunately. And a lot of them, they... A lot of them do this, Rod. I'm pro-Second Amendment, but... Okay, your conversation is moot. Exactly. At that point, you have told me you don't understand the Second Amendment at all. You really don't, because the but does not appear in the Second Amendment anywhere. But there is a bill being uh, proposed now that will make all semi-automatic rifles with detachable magazines subject to NFA rules. Now, if you don't know what the NFA is, that's the Illegal National Firearms Act that was uh, foisted upon the American people back in 1934 here uh, in the United States of America. Not to mention, of course, the 1968 Gun Control Act, which was modeled after the 1935 Nazi weapons law in Nazi Germany. They, they, they parallel each other, uh, not verbatim, but when it comes to principle, yes, absolutely verbatim. And this is um, an article by John Petrolino, and a statement made by some people within the Biden administration is this. Biden wants to regulate possession of existing assault weapons. Stop right there. Note the use of the word existing. That's not without design. You know why? Because he wants to ban the manufacture, purchase, and ownership of all future so-called assault weapons. Remember what I said at the last podcast. The idea is to cut off production of all so-called assault weapons. So he wants to regulate the possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act, which, uh, like I said, is a constitutionally illegal law. Uh, currently, the National Firearms Act requires individuals illegally um, that, that possess machine guns, silencers, and short-barreled rifles to undergo a, back, uh, undergo a background check and register those weapons with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, or the BATFE. Uh, and I got to say that that is, yeah, well, the supreme law of the land known as the Constitution requires the government to not only keep its hands off of that right, but to uphold and defend it, uh, defend it. and they had no right passing that law. Uh, they claimed that it was going to uh, curtail a lot of the really, a lot of the violence associated for, with prohibition, basically. Yeah. So, you know, you'd think they had learned their lesson uh, first, they poisoned, uh, the ATF poisoned over 10,000 Americans with, uh, with bad alcohol intentionally. And when that didn't seem to do the trick, now they, uh, uh, all the violence that sprang from that, all the opportunists who formed their gangs and began selling illegal booze, the government says, well, we'll use that now as a catalyst and a reason to ban certain weapons. Uh, silencers, but they didn't really ban them. They taxed them out of reach of the average American by exorbitant amounts. They also created a national registry for those types of items. Yes, they did. And that is, you you and I talk a lot, and we go over a good number of points from different angles. Mm -hmm. And the kicker is, and I I get this way more and more every day, the other side does not care. They know full well what they're doing. Yep. This is just more proof of it. They know bloody well that this is not constitutional, et cetera, but they have taken an approach of, what are you do about it? We, that's and exactly this right. Is, and we haven't done anything about yeah, it. Yeah, Bill and I were talking about this the other day. And 
you know, he's like, well, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? And so I said, where, look, my job works on the right to bear arms. Mm -hmm. And what I do for a living is I arm bears. And these jack wagons keep poking the bear and poking the bear and poking the bear and poking the bear and poking the bear. I don't give a flying you-know-what in Philadelphia. Their manipulative ways, their we're going to wordcraft this around, their passive-aggressive bullshit mm-hmm. is going to blow up in their face, and it's going to happen so fast yep. and so violently. And I'm so sick to death of, no, take the high road. We must mm. t- hold the moral superiority, hold the moral high ground, all this other crap. And I'm like, really? That's great. While they're shoveling dirt on your grave. Yeah. Or they're using a shop vac to pick you up after they burn you to the ground like they did in Waco. Sure. Great. Put up a little sign that says, hey, he took the high road. Yep. There you no, go. No, I want to be put alive. It, put it as an epitaph on my tombstone. Yeah. Well, here's here. Read this one, Rod. It says uh, the statement from the Biden campaign was, due to these requirements, in other words, a requirement to register uh, the aforementioned firearms, such weapons are rarely used in crimes. You think that's due to regulation? I have to ask another question. How often are so-called assault weapons used in violent crimes? They're not. Exactly. More people are killed each year by feet, fists, knees, and elbows, and hammers than are killed by so-called assault rifles. They're not used in crimes now. There is no need. Even if even if what they said was true, there is no need. There is no requirement to make these things an NFA item so that we have to register them. Because since when did registering anything make their use safer? I, uh, for instance, the automobile industry. When they started forcing us to register our vehicles, did that cut down on automobile crashes? I'm going to go with no. Yeah, I'm going to, that's, that's a good answer, too. I don't know the answer, but it's <laughs> some things, you know, that whole self-evident concept. Yeah, but well, yeah. It's, 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 it's axiomatic. No, it, it registering. How is it that letting the government know what kind of guns you have is going to keep America safer somehow? How, how, how does that translate? I'm asking rhetorically, of course, because that's it, it's a... Uh, <laughs> There's no, there's no answer for it. Because there is no logical conclusion to be reached from that. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying, too, about, you know, what the the only gun I know of that actually has assault in it is AK-47. Because it stands for Assault Rifle Kalashnikov. That's the only one. Because I don't know what Stumgewehr means. I thought means. it was auto, Automat Kalashnikov. I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, well either, either well, way. I could be wrong. Assault, assault is an action, action that springs from someone's heart and mind. Assault cannot be attributed to a, a weapon unless it's actually used in an assault. And I've said this before, Rod. You've heard me say it, and I've said it on this podcast and on the air live. It's not without design that when we have these weapons in our hands, they're called assault weapons. But when the government issues them to federal agents, they're called personal defense weapons. Mm-hmm. It's the same weapon. Exactly. How come when they're when they're in their hands, they're personal defense weapons, but when in our hands, those are assault weapons. Especially in light of what we just said, that they are so rarely used in violent crimes that you know, it, what they said there earlier doesn't make any sense. So right. I mean, your statement and about the fact that more people are beaten to death than killed with the types of rifles they want that they're that they're attacking. Mm-hmm. 
okay, so are we going to outlaw hands, feet? I mean, let's get real here. You want to you have it, and they won't do it. But if, if they were genuinely you know, serious and concerned about it, let's have a conversation about people just being horrible people. There you go. Because that's what it is. This is just bad people doing bad shit. They're mm-hmm. going to use whatever is at their disposal. Exactly. I you mean, look at, look at prison. A lot of people <laughs> get murdered in prison. And Every it's a gun-free day. zone. Only the police have guns. Um, you, they're given three hots and a cot and no bills, and yet they're still killing each other in there, sometimes with homemade guns. Shocking, isn't it? I want to know how they get the bullets in. Um, I, I, that's a serious question. Building well, the gun ain't that hard. A, a, a lot of, uh, uh, there's, there's ways to have them secreted in, and also sometimes they will corrupt a guard, and the guards have been known to bring in yeah. ammunition and things also. So, uh, just to continue with the article, it says, As president, Biden will pursue legislation to regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Now, conveniently, they... On in this article, they put. Uh, I mean, in this uh, press release, they put a link to a fact sheet on the Giffords Law Center webpage. So obvious, it's obvious who's, you know, these people are in bed with. It doesn't, it doesn't get any more obvious than that, and it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure it out. And then there's the progressive golden boy. I'm reading from an article now. Former <laughs> ATF agent David Chipman. Okay. Who's steadily falling from grace, but still an entity to be uh, uh, to be dealt with, and his views also, as reported on the Hill. Uh, this is the quote: David Chipman, a retired Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives agent, on Monday said AR-15 rifles should be regulated like machine guns. Okay, well. First of all, consider the source, and I'm going to tell you a little bit, a uh, little bit more about the source here. After I tell you about the gun site in Merritt Island, Merritt Island, Florida, they're at 125 South Banana River Drive. He has been serving the public faithfully out there for more than three and a half decades, serving the people of Cape Canaveral, Cocoa Beach, Cocoa. Merritt Island, he's got a nine-lane, 25-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals there also, and a fantastic pro shop with handguns, long guns, accessories, ammunition, magazines, cases. What are you looking for? Steve Kennedy's got you covered out there at the gun site. Steve Kennedy is a man of integrity. He's an upstanding man of honor, and he will take good care of you out there at the gun site. Check him out at gunsightrange.com. Make sure you tell Steve that Royce Bartlett sent you out to the gun site. Now, Rod, this is a, uh, a quote from Little Chippy. <clears throat> he says... Oh, just for the record? Yeah. I can't stand this SOB. No. Just so... If- but I love him. <laughs> Man, you need to go to work at Burger King. Then again, I like wearing fiberglass underwear. Anyway, he says, what I support is treating them just like machine guns, Chipman said, who is now a senior policy advisor at Giffords. And also, the name of this this group, this Giffords group, here, here it is, Rod, ready? Giffords, Courage to Fight Gun Violence. Hmm. No, yeah, no, you don't have courage to fight gun violence because you don't. Obviously, you guys don't know how to fight gun. Gun violence is fought at the source. It is not fought through legislation against law-abiding, uh, responsible citizens. It's fought 
by those same lawful responsible citizens whenever they're accosted by an evil person with a weapon and they're forcibly ejected from the gene pool. That's how you fight gun violence. Yeah, good people with guns taking out bad people with guns. Courage to fight gun violence, huh? Really. And you, to them, though, Rod, fighting gun violence means taking chunks of your rights, taking chunks of my rights. And literally, they're saying because of the uh, bad actors among you, the criminals among you, we have the right to curb the free exercise of your rights. And, and in so doing, that's going to curb gun violence. Now, again, they know good and stinking well that's not true. They know good and well that it's not going to fight gun violence at all. These are a pack of flaming little filthy communists who want to disarm conservatives. Yes, only conservatives. And it has nothing to do with having courage to fight gun violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is like, okay, we got a problem with street racers. So we really do need to regulate school buses. That's yes. the absurdity mm -hmm. of this. And anybody that knows how to think would grasp that comparative but you're right. You're 100% right. And I know I beat on this. They mean this. This is their, here's their battle plan. They are laying it out directly in front of you. And they're, I swear to God, I think somewhere, there's about a dozen of them. And they stay awake for like a week. <laughs> and they have a big bowl in the middle of the table. And they drag all their asses in there and give them fried eggs and like turkey bacon. <laughs> and they have to come up with just the most outrageous BS to see if they can get people to buy it. Oh, and they have no trouble doing that, apparently. It's working. Yeah. I mean, imagine, if you will, that you're in charge of this campaign of crockery. See, I didn't use the other word. Thank of, you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm almost proud of myself. Um, <laughs> and I completely lost my flipping train of thought, man. That's, that's, you were talking about how they get together and, 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 yes. and, and try to publish the most outlandish garbage. Well, it's easy because Just they see, got people out there believing there's there's 52 genders, for pity's sake. Right, so. and it's like, okay, we've only got a million people believing it. Now we've got a million point two. Mm -hmm. Now we've got a million point four. I mean, it turns into that old shampoo commercial. They told a friend who told two friends and so on and so on. And all of a sudden, you've got a yard full of fleas. Yeah. And this is where we find ourselves. And all of a sudden, people that understand the Constitution, that understand how the Bill of Rights works and what it's set up to do, find themselves on the defensive. Yeah. And, and I'm tired of being on the defensive. I'm done with it, dude. Yeah. I am done. Well, I sent my comments to the ATF about little David Chippy and about everything else that they, uh, they're trying to do because uh, they really enjoy literally dictating law from the Bureau. And uh, that's, another, that, that's another program. Uh, right now, back to little David Chipman here. And he says, what I support is treating them, meaning AR-15s and AK-47s that we, uh, we law-abiding citizens own, just like machine guns. In other words, tax them out of the reach of the average person. Well, Mr. Chippy, uh, who cares what you support? Hmm? Because you're you're already a perjured person. You have, oh, you are morally dyslexic in so many ways. Your opinion is as utterly worthless as you are, little Chippy. And yes, I'll be sending him a copy of this podcast too, like I did the last time I talked about him. Uh, the founders. Mr. Chipman supported the people owning and carrying weapons of war, whether you like it or not, and without the government's permission or 
without considering what you support or anybody else that supports, you know, your garbage. So your opinion, Davey, is null and void because you're, like I said, you're a prolific liar. On a Reddit thread that I read with my own two hazel eyes, you lied through your teeth. You fabricated uh, things about the Branch Davidians. You said that they shot down two Army helicopters with 50 caliber Barretts during that debacle that you and your fellow scumbags created out there in Waco, Texas. Yeah. You are a bold-faced liar, and as far as 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 I'm concerned, from this point out, your opinion is crap, and it will always be crap. Not only that, but you're constitutionally dyslexic, much less morally dyslexic. He continued, he said, to me... If you want to have a weapon of war, now listen to this part, Rod. He really he can't he can't help but talk about himself. If you want to have a weapon of war, you know, yeah, like the ones the founders said we had a right to have, the same gun that was issued to me as a member of the ATF SWAT team. Okay, why did you guys need weapons of war? Who were you waging war against? Hmm. A little bit of an insightful faux pas or whatever that was. Yeah, you let him talk long enough and he'll uh, he'll open his mouth just long enough to change feet. He said, it makes sense. That, <laughs> I like that. I'm going to borrow that. He <laughs> said, it, it makes sense that you would have to pass a background check. Hey, Davey, um, I hate to break it to you, sugar. Um, people already pass background checks to buy these evil black rifles that you want to regulate under the NFA. Okay, I, I just throwing it out there in case you were ignorant of it. And they um, have to go through your agency, dude. Yeah, matter of fact, yeah, we had to go through your little, your little, <laughs> your agency, dude. You do realize <laughs> part of this is your freaking, what you want to have is your job. <laughs> yeah, you want to be head of that same bureau, idiot. It's like He's, a vegan run a slaughterhouse, man. I mean, you know, what the hell's going on here? Uh, it's oh, like giving the God. box the keys to the chicken coop. He said, it makes sense that you would have to pass a background check. The gun would have to be in your name, and there would be a picture and fingerprints on file, which is what you have to go through if you're buying an NFA, uh, NFA-regulated item. Now, but I got a question for him then, Rod. Um, Chippy, did you and your fellow agents run background checks on and take pictures and, pictures and fingerprints from the cartel members, members you guys sent guns to back in the Fast and Furious debacle? Did you guys do that? Huh? You remember that, don't you? Yeah, where you guys allowed firearms to get put into the hands of dangerous drug criminals, violent people. And I want to remind you, Davey, uh, a couple of Border Patrol agents, U.S. Border Patrol agents, paid with their life because of that debacle. Not only that, one of those guns ended up at the Bataclan Theater in Paris, and it was used to slaughter a bunch of French people. So you didn't just willfully allow a bunch of Mexican citizens to be slaughtered by evil men with these firearms. You also allowed French citizens and American citizens to be slaughtered by these firearms being wielded by evil men. That you decided should allowed should be allowed to have them. And that, Royce, is mm. a horrifying concept. It's absolutely and a horrifying concept. he is going concept. to never be held accountable for it. Nobody involved in it will ever be held accountable nope. for it because nobody seems to have the stones to take these people on yeah. or has the... It's going to take... I mean, I hate to say it. It's going to take a mob to do it. 
It's going to be picking one of these people up, putting them in front of a judge and saying, look, here's paperwork. Here's the deal. What are you going to do about it? Mm Because we're tired of this. We're tired of the double standard. Well, We're sick of it. And what do we do when the judge says, I ain't doing nothing. I'm throwing this case out. Get out of my courtroom. <laughs> I mean, that, this, 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 is, this, this frustration <laughs> is building. And you feel it. I feel it. The people we talk to on a daily basis are really getting incensed because there are two sets of laws now in this country. There's laws for thee, but not for me, as the elitists say. And Chipman is one of those elitists. Um, and he's now, a bureaucrat. Yeah. You know, you've heard me. There's no way I can say this over there, Mike, how I feel about bureaucrats. I mean, you're going to have about three minutes of silence. But the, the amount of power and the amount of control that has been granted to these faceless bureaucrats yes. is horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely horrifying. And I was watching a thing the other day about how the teachers don't want parents to know what they're teaching their kids in school. Yes, I saw that. Now, pardon me for one second there, but might it be because you're not teaching them a damn thing about what it means to be an American? Yes. That you are indoctrinating them in things that are totally against what this country is and what it stands for, including the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the role of government and what the government is not allowed to do and how Mm -hmm. the government is structured and how taxation is theft. Yep. I need a oh, drink. I'll stop there. <laughs> no, just... Anyway, here's the title of this bill. You ready? Or the, the, the title the, in, in the title of the bill, this is the purpose of the bill. You ready? To amend the Internal Revenue Code of 1986. You remember, you remember 1986, right? Yeah. That was when the National Rifle Association partnered with the federal government to, uh, to make it so that fully automatic weapons manufactured after 1986 could not be purchased by the civilian market. Cut them yeah. off. Okay. So that was their dry run. Yeah. To amend the Internal Revenue Code of 1986 to subject uh, to the requirements of the National, Ri- uh, National Firearms Act. Here it is, people. Here it is. Listen very carefully. It's not just ARs. It's not just AKs. It's your Ruger 1022 with the 25-round magazine. As a matter of fact, it's your 1022 with a 10 round magazine because it says any semi automatic rifle that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine. There goes your Keltec Sub 2000s, too. There goes a host of different long guns that take a detachable magazine of any and all caliber. Do you understand now what I've been trying to tell you? This is exactly what they're doing. They want to strip you and me of our ability to defend ourselves against their designs. And you say, well, why would they want to do that? Come on, you really think that could happen here in America? Uh, It's already happened here in America. And they want to do it on a much grander scale. Yeah, they've already done dry runs in states like New York and and New York City and in Chicago and in California. Yeah, they know they can do it. They've been doing it. But I'm going to tell you right now, an armed, determined people will never be herded at gunpoint into a bunch of boxcars and hauled off to some secret camp to be slaughtered. It will. You better believe it. I like my freedom. Yeah, I like freedom guns and Rockledge. If you live in the Brevard County area of Florida, 
1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A, just north of Rockledge High School on Florida Avenue, on the opposite side of the road. Go in there and see my buddy Mike and his crew there. Fantastic people, great Americans. Mike's got long guns, handguns, ammunition, and a nice floor full of Liberty safes. He offers free delivery and installation there, too. Plus, training classes. You can train on a world-class state-of-the-art simulator he has there also. Whatever you need, and you can find it at Freedom Guns in Rockledge at 1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A. Check them out at freedom-guns.com. Make sure you tell the boys out there at Freedom Guns at Royce Bartlett sent you. So, let's shift gears for just a second. Go oh, ahead. No, I want to go oh, back okay, for a well, second. Roll, brother. Roll. Okie doke. Um, the whole detachable magazine thing. Mm-hmm. You and I, because we deal with more modern guns and... You know, ARs, AKs, Glocks, you know, blah, 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 blah. Do you know how many hunting rifles? See, I'm not a really big rifle guy. Mm-hmm. My job is to buy and sell guns and buy them for less money than I sell them for. That's that, what I, that's how I, that's optimum. Right. That, that's, that's how the plan was laid out. Well, I've come to learn over time how many hunting rifles have detachable magazines. Yes. Quite a I few. was, dude, it's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get away from lever actions, a lot of the bolt, a lot of the bolt action rifles, they have detachable mags, mm-hmm. and I never, I didn't think about it because I don't shoot them, I don't hunt. Yeah, that's not my thing. I send ammunition to people and say, "Yo, me some food," and it works out really well for me. Well, here's the thing, Rod. It's the they say, "How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time," and Been they're eating it. the elephant of liberty one bite at a time. In 1934, with a, a National Firearms Act. Uh, it was, it's just silencers. What do you need with a silencer? It's just fully automatic weapons. And we're not betting them. You can still own them. Just pay us the $200 tax stamp. Well, gee, $200 back then uh, was the price of a home because it was well over $5,000 in today's money. Yeah, this dumbass has never bothered uh, to put in the cost of it. They put a cola, a cola clause on that? Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Nobody could afford to buy them things now. Well, exactly. If it was, if it kept up with, uh, yeah, if it kept up with inflation. So remember when? Well, it's just, it's just this gun. It's just that gun. You can still keep this, yeah, until you come for that, and then it's going to be. Well, we just want that one, and you can keep it. And, and it's one bite at a time, one bite at a time, and that's why people you know, people I know, and we ourselves say. I'm not turning in anything, and no, I'm not going to say I lost mine in a boating accident either, because if it's time to lose them, it's time to use them, according to Royce Bartlett's not-so-humble opinion. Uh, hopefully Keith heard that one. Hmm? Hopefully Keith heard that one. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> but it, it, it's tragically, you're not wrong. I, uh, and it's, I know. I mean, I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. It's one of the reasons I like to enjoy your company. <laughs> We never saw we were going to see this shit in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We didn't. See, we were like, no. Nah. Yeah. And look, we come from somewhat different backgrounds, which is one of the beauties of our friendship. Is we look at things a lot differently. We do because Absolutely. of our experience, because that's how it's supposed to work. But we love the freedom we have here. Yes. We're willing to fight for it, mm-hmm. and we're witnessing something happen in our lifetime that. We just thought, no, no bloody way, this is going to happen. Yeah. It's, you, know, you talk about eating an elephant one bite at a time. Read the, read the writings of Ho Chi Minh. 
Uh-huh. I mean, he had it down to a science. He says, you kill 10,000 of us, doesn't matter. We're going to keep breeding. We're going to keep fighting. Well, we will they, wear you down. They've done that eventually. legislatively. Yeah, they have done it. It's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. Go back to around late 1800s, early 1900s, where the whole world kind of took a dump. Mm-hmm. And when it did, all of these politicians and bankers, all these families put their people forward. And this is where we're at. You know, one world currency. It's You'll get a kick out of this because you know me. We got a new credit card processing machine, right? Mm-hmm. The first customer that used it, that you know, I had to do a transaction with, it had that little like Wi-Fi symbols on their on their credit right. card, right? Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, that's cool. And I tapped the screen. I went, well, will you look at that? Yeah. And I'm looking at it, going, this is really cool. And the, you know, they're just like laughing, like, yeah, I mean, they're like 28, 30 years old, right? <laughs> I said, well, here's here's the funny thing about it. What if somebody's walking by you right now with a machine capable of reading that card. Oh, they have Because them it don't have to be that close. Yep, you, they, you have them already. person next to you puts their cell phone down. You don't realize it. Mm-hmm. They just charged you two grand. Yeah. I said, so, you know, you all love all this, all this technology and all this, what you perceive to be freedom. And it's not. It's, 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 it's not laziness because it's not the right term for it. But it's... Willful ignorance? Yes. And this... Because people don't get their ass handed to them anymore when they act like a fool, yep. there is no concepts of consequences for bad behavior. Yes. And this has snowballed into a concept among, among a lot of young people that, that they're not bad people. They're not, that evil doesn't exist. And I'm like, give me a break. You're buying a shotgun to defend your house, and you're going to tell me evil doesn't, doesn't exist? <laughs> I said, you know, here, here's, a couple of call, here's a couple of cards. Call these people for training classes. And I want you to write down what you just said. And go home and read it because you're proving your own point and you're, you're winning and losing an argument with yourself on the same question. Yeah. That's not easy to do. I mean, <laughs> short of schizophrenia, man, and I'm just saying. Well, they, they do. Well, it's like the gun control crowd. They always contradict themselves, no matter what. They are the biggest hypocrites out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we were talking about um, the uh, gun safety advocate who was busted for illegal gun sales. Uh, Which I'll, one? We were talking about a couple of Yeah, there was a couple of them. <laughs> but all this virtue signaling, he went before, I think, Congress. and Well, I'm a gun dealer, and I think there should be universal background checks. There should be this, 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 and this. Virtue signaling... And then, come to find out, he was selling guns illegally and skirting the rules and the laws. Uh, that's, that, let's couple that with the Giffords campaign, because after Miss Giffords suffered her horrible, atta- her, her horrible attack by that madman, and no, I, I wasn't happy about that, and I, and I would never look back at that and, 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 and chortle or laugh or think it was a good thing. It wasn't. Uh, that kind of evil is never a good thing. I'm very happy that she recovered. I'm very grateful to God that she was able to recover to the point where she is now. Um, But she has spent her lifetime since then, her and her hypocritical, her equally deceitful husband, I should say, also a very hypocritical man, because he and she have both been photographed with AR-15s and with other semi-automatic handguns while they, at the same time, out of the other side of their face, 
Spend, it seems, every waking moment trying to strip your guns from your hand rod and my guns from my hand. It, this, this is what just fries my backside like a three-foot-tall flame. You're a bunch of stinking hypocrites. And yes, I include you in this, Mr. Chipman. You're a bunch of flaming hypocrites. You're, it's, it's all about rules for thee, but not for me. You think you're above us all, and you are nothing more and certainly nothing less than the same elitist back in King George's day, because it wasn't just King George as a totalitarian. It was all his generals and all, everybody under him joined the little totalitarian bandwagon and had no problem inflicting violence and tyranny upon the colonists back in those days. They got their little piece of the action. Mm -hmm. They got the reward coming. And it's not that people like Gifford and all these other gun grabbers think they're better. They believe. Royce, they're in my completely uneducated, non-professional medical opinion, mm -hmm. they're bad daffy freaking nuts because <laughs> they're lunatics. They really do believe what they're saying. They truly believe that they are better oh, than me and you and that they are more important and that things need to be done to protect them from people like you. And they truly believe it. It is, who is it, Stackhouse? Liberalism is a mental disease. Mm -hmm. He's right. And well, it, you go to the root word of liberal, which I think is liberty, and they're the most anti-liberty group of people you'll ever encounter, Well, except for themselves. Yeah, they've hijacked that term, by the way. They, they've hijacked that moniker. Liberal, it used to be uh, a term applied to actually conservative-type people who were very generous and giving. And uh, now, I mean, even, even in the Bible where it says in the book of James that God gives to... Uh, all men who ask, you know, liberally and upbraid, I mean, it was it generously, mm -hmm. but now oh, they're real generous with my money and your money. And if they take our guns, they'll be generous and handing them out to their thugs too. They think but, they own everything. They think everything is there well, yes. for them to take care of. Your money is theirs. My money is theirs. And it's proof of the old saying that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, I said this about Obama when he was in office, that people who are drunk on power suddenly began having delusions of divinity, a lot like some of the Caesars mm -hmm. did, like Caligula declaring himself a god. Nero declared himself a god. And I've said this a thousand times, and I will say it 1,001 time tonight, that... Um, Lost my train of thought. I don't know, man. You're the one that had to think it, and I can't help you. <laughs> well, big government People does declare themselves God and assume well, yeah, power above that of a human being. Yeah, they, 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 they don't want to just be your big brother. Big government doesn't just want to be your big brother. It doesn't, doesn't even want to be your daddy. Big government wants to be your God. And wants to be your owner. Your owner, your God, the one who dictates to you their sovereign will, and you must obey or face their wrath. That, my friends, is delusions of divinity. Let me give you one more sponsor here tonight, shootingclasses.com. I have been on their platform now for several years as, an as a firearms instructor. This platform was created by some serious American heroes like David Boone Benton and Chris Tonto Peranto, two men who were on that rooftop in Benghazi back in 2012 fighting for uh, the lives of the people they were protecting there. 
Not only that, uh, Israel Matos, combat marine veteran, uh, Bill Orndorff, a former law enforcement officer, a sheriff in Brevard County, Florida, and Bruce Corey, they got together and, and hashed out this shootingclasses.com. If you're, whether you're an instructor or even a training junkie like yours truly, or if you own a firing range and want to lease out your range to some of these uh, high-caliber instructors, go to shootingclasses.com and set up your profile there now. Instructors, you can take your payments there. It auto-generates your roster. It auto-generates auto your certificates. And it, you can, if you need to print your reports for tax time, it's, all you do is go in there and say print reports. Pick out the year and print and boom. It is genius, absolute genius. And to try to run your instructor business through any other platform or try to continue to struggle through using multiple platforms, well, it's kind of like hanging on to your rotary phone, okay? Get with shootingclasses.com and make sure you tell them when you sign up that I heard about you on the Shooting Straight podcast. Rod, let's close this one out and just give some final no. some final uh, no. commentary. No, I know. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I know. We want to go further. This is... But, here, I've dreamed of being able to just hang out. We've talked about it many times before. Hang well, we'll out, do it again. Talk Don't you like worry. we normally do, and just this is who we really, really are. Mm -hmm. And this is just, this is really cool. And thanks to Norm for helping set all this uh, up, man. Huge thanks to Norm Maynard, who's been helpful with the production of this program, and without whose expertise, uh, it wouldn't be happening right now, that's for sure. And he had the good but, sense to only do it with audio because... <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Just leave it there. The TV ain't my forte. <laughs> the, the camera is not Rod's friend. Well, anyway, let me just say in closing, let me remind everybody what the Second Amendment is really all about. Let's hash it out. A well-regulated militia. Well, who are the militia? The people. Whether they're, whether they're part of the enrolled militia or a member of the unenrolled militia. And by the way, those were the two militias that our founders talked about. There were those who were not active in their state militia or anything like that. And there were some who were, who were called up and part of the militia. And no, the militia today is not the National Guard of your state. The National Guard wasn't formed until, oh, let's see, 1916, I think. Well after 1776. The people are the militia. And I will say this, if you ever have to defend yourself against some evil person trying to harm you or have their way with you and or your family. Uh, if you think about it, you are acting in a militia-type capacity by defending yourself and, and by defending your family because you're not just defending yourself and defending your family. And by the way, defending yourself is defending your family. But you are defending the laws of your state and upholding them in so doing. You are also defending your community and you are defending certainly on a larger scale your state. You're defending the other people, the other citizens who might have been impacted by the person you had to defend yourself against. So yes, you are very, in a very real sense, a member of the militia. So a well-regulated, in other words, a well-trained militia being necessary to the security of a free state, that means we can't have freedom without them, the right of the people to keep and bear arms the word arms. Look it up. Go online and find the old Noah Webster 1828 dictionary and look up the word arms in there. It's, it very plainly says arms for war, not for hunting, not for shooting squirrels, 
not for not you know not in case the deer turn against us but they're arms for war and if you read federalist paper number 28 and federalist paper number 26 you will read what our founders truly intended when they penned the second amendment so the right the right the god-given pre-existing right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And when you have jackasses, and I mean braying jackasses, like David Chipman and the Giffords Group and the Brady Group, and yes, even the Mexican government and anybody else that speaks out against your right, my right, to keep and bear arms, they, my friends, are committing, in my not-so-humble opinion, acts of treason. Yes, because it's treason to assault the security of the free state that we live in. That doesn't mean the individual states, you know, that are bordered off within the union. That's talking about a state of freedom, a well-regulated militia being necessary, completely necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That was a constitutional restraining order established back in, in 1791. You know, it's like this, Rod. Our founders knew that government was a necessary evil, a lot like fire. Fire is necessary, but it can be very destructive if not confined. And they created this confinement around this fire known as government, and it was called the Constitution, in particular the Bill of Rights, because without the Bill of Rights, the Constitution is meaningless. It is. It's totally so, meaningless. So they surrounded this fire with the Bill of Rights. Well, somewhere along the line, we left that fire unattended and it has broken out. And the damage that it has done in scorching our rights here in America has, is unfathomable at this point. That's one perspective on it. The other one is we have allowed other people to watch it and they've been trying to extinguish it. Yes. Because that Bill of Rights is what protects us you had, I don't remember the person, I, heard, I probably heard the original statement from you that there's two ways to convince somebody to do something you want them to do, reason or force. Mm -hmm. And the guys that set this country up way back when were fully aware of the fact that man is fallible. Yes. That power is a horrible thing. They got the concept of, I can talk to you for an hour, and I may not be able to convince you. You can talk to me for an hour. But if one of us pulls a weapon on the other guy, guess who's going to win the argument? Yep, and th that needed to be leveled off. Mm -hmm. And they did it. They did a phenomenal job of this. And it's a shame that more people don't understand it, et cetera. Talk to your grandkids. Talk to your, your children that are in school. I mean, this whole thing with, with what's going on in the schools now because of the Delta or whatever it is. You know, the, the, the school administrator actually said, you don't have a right to know what we're teaching your kids. The heck I don't. Excuse me? Yeah. Tina, are you hearing me? And yeah. by the way, congratulations. It's, th this, this needs to be shared. And it needs to be shared, the concept needs to be shared and explained that the Bill of Rights is a protection from government. And it, it, it still blows my mind how few people actually grasp this. Well, they was... think it's the rights granted to us from government. And I... It's, it's so hard on me personally because of the number of grandkids I got that so many people that they know are flipping clueless about it. And it, it, it's something that people, I really hope 
more and more people understand that it's a collection of them. Mm-hmm. The, the Bill of Rights, it protects a whole bunch of stuff. And in their absolute wisdom, and, and these were young dudes. People think this is a bunch of old guys that sat around and wrote this. Most of them are in their 20s. I mean, these are some young people, and they were humble enough and honest with themselves enough to know, okay, we just got done with this jerk over in England. Mm-hmm. What's to stop us from doing the exact same thing? Mm-hmm. They valued freedom so much. And, yeah, they were very deeply religious people for the most part, and that had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten away from God, and I think it's got a lot to do with what's mm-hmm. going on with our country right now. But share the word with people. I mean, this is starting to turn into, you know, like a church sermon. If you were touched today, please come up. Um, But you do us a good service with this show, man. I'm really hoping that your podcast takes off and gets even larger than what you built on the radio. Well, I appreciate that, brother. And I I think it will eventually uh, and maybe sooner than I thought because, I mean, the, the one on the radio blew up very quickly. Uh, it became the the WMB's number one program mm-hmm. very quickly, but just one, one more thing in closing here: the, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is done as a supreme law of the land. Um, it was a declaration that said, "Government, these laws, these amendments that declare and and recognize these God-given rights." They are telling you, you may not infringe against any of them. You may not enact any laws that curb the freedom of speech. You shall make no laws regarding the establishment of a religion, but you shall never, and at the same time, they, they, they always leave out the second part. It says, nor uh, nor hindering the, the, the free exercise <laughs> thereof, thereof yeah. nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof, I should say. And the government... You were told you may not enact any laws that contradict the supreme law of the land, but that's exactly what they're doing, Rob. And the only thing that, let's put it this way, laws of our state are enforced by men with arms. Mm-hmm. What gives the Constitution force and the Bill of Rights force? Men with arms. And I promise you, Rod, that if we give up our arms tomorrow, the Constitution is out the window. It's done. It's gone. Um, the, 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 there ain't no two ways about it. Um, that The only thing keeping these people at bay right now is the fact that they know we're armed, and that's why they're trying to cut off our arms at the source, as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. And they they're, trying, they're trying to cut, off, cut us off at the manufacturers. They're trying to, to destroy the manufacturers. Uh, apparently, they don't give us much credit for being ingenious and, you know, using American ingenuity. Do they really think that we're just going to go, oh, my goodness, we don't have any guns now? They, they, they have no idea how many of us know how to build AR-15s. But <laughs> They're believing their own cosmic debris, man. Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, my boy Frank. Well, brother, I tell you what, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure and an honor to have you on the program. It's great to and get with you again, man. Yeah, man. If, if you're in the Melbourne area uh, at the end of the month, what what days are those? It's a Saturday mm, and Sunday 20, always. Let me pull my fancy little calendar out here. 28, 29, something like that. What is it? It is a, the 28th and 29th. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the Melbourne area, head out to the Melbourne Auditorium, uh, the Melbourne Civic Auditorium on Hibiscus Boulevard, for the Melbourne Gun Show, and as soon as you walk through the main doors, if you keep walking, 
you will walk right into the godfather of the dirty hippie mafia himself, Rock and Rod Rao. With my new purple table covers, brother. All right, with gold, <laughs> with gold glittery letter, lettering on them, too? Um, not yet. We're working on All it. All right, good deal. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, we should be another one posted in a couple of days. Stay tuned. Download the iHeartRadio app and make sure that you hit auto-download on there so you get immediate notification whenever a new podcast pops up. Yes, Rod, one more thing. Um, I, What platforms can people hear this on? Uh, right now on iHeart, uh, soon to be on iTunes, and also uh, there's... Uh, I'm going to try to get back on YouTube because I got kicked off of there twice. Um, but I'm going to try to put videos up on YouTube. And also, videos will be posting at shootingstraightradio.com where I have 100% total complete control. And the podcasts will also be found there because they auto-upload from iHeartRadio. So, multiple mediums you can hear this uh, this podcast on. And, event, and And soon, within the next week or two, there's going to be a host of videos we'll be posting, all of them having to do with firearms, the Second Amendment, and all things pertaining thereto. Rock and Rod Rao, we're out of here, brother. Got it, man. Thanks, Norm. Thank you, Norm Maynard. Turn it!